Hello, and welcome back to the Flaw Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I am pumped to bring you the top seven shifts that I've made in order to really work with my body and my energy so that I can be as effective as possible with ease. And it's really about integrating the mind, the body, and the spirit so that you can have whatever it is that you desire. I'm really pumped to jam on these things. And, and, you know, it was really brought to my attention that these are, there's are some new concepts that I haven't taught on, um, that I've been doing behind the scenes for a very long time. And, you know, last week I, I woke up on Monday, Sunday night, let me rewind Sunday night. I was like, okay, new moon energy. I'm feeling good. I'm in week two of my cycle. So I'm starting to feel like myself again. I'm going to lay out the workout clothes and I'm going to kill it Monday morning. And I wake up Monday morning. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like my body is still sore. I'm actually really tired from the weekend. I had a really big weekend. And I was like, motherfucker, I wanted to hit Monday with a crazy workout. And so I knew pretty quickly, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to force my body. And I was like, ooh, this is growth for me. This is growth from my years of being in the fitness world where I like slaved away and like killed my body to do these things. Right. So that I was able to shift pretty quickly. And then I was like, okay, got to get into my business then. I got to be productive. And I noticed that cute little story of like, oh, I got to be productive. Like I got to do something in order to feel productive. And I sat with that for a few minutes. And then I finally was like, girl, you know, better than this. What does your body want? What does your body need? And I just dove into actually really juicy morning practice. I moved my body. Um, I don't even have a yoga mat. I have this like pink furry rug, I guess that I lay on and like do my morning routine on. And I will tell you what, by allowing the space and allowing that opening to allow my body to move through what she needed to move through, I actually ended up having an incredible day. I felt really, really awesome. And I didn't feel shame. I didn't feel self beat up. I didn't feel angry with myself for not doing quote unquote, what I thought I needed to do. And so I wrote an Instagram post on it and I wrote an email to my email list about it. And I got a lot of feedback uh, from you saying like, Ooh, I need to know more about this. I need to know more about honoring and working with my cyclical nature. I need to know more about balancing and utilizing my masculine and feminine energy. I need to know more about the deep mindset work, the embodiment and energetic practices. I need to know more about using my voice and asking for what I need. I need to know more about consuming less. I need to know more about creating alone time, ease time, recharge time. And so that's what this podcast is all about today. The seven shifts that I've made to really work with my body and energy so I could be effective without the burnout, without the self beat up and without the stress. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the full out podcast where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Joe Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. We are going to dive into 
the top seven shifts that I've made personally in my life to really start working with my body and energy so that I could be as effective as possible with ease. And now I think one of the big myths is that in order to be effective, in order to have everything that we want is that we've got to do it all. And what I find is that most women and myself included fall into burnout. We fall into exhaustion. We overdo and we overgive and we overanalyze. And then we feel like a complete failure when we think about where we want to be or where we think we should be or where others' expectations of us are. And so in this work, number one, before we even dive into the seven tips is I want to invite you into creating your own definition of success. What does your perfect day look like? If you had the magic wand and you could transport yourself into the ideal life, the ideal day, what is your ideal health? What is your ideal body? How does it feel to be in your body? What is your ideal relationship? Are you alone? Are you in partnership? Do you have a family? Are you with your dog? What does that look like? What is your ideal career and business look like? Are you working for yourself? Are you working in a nine to five? Are you retired? Are you, you know, I don't even know what are you doing? And then how does your energy feel throughout the day? Do you feel alive? Do you feel vibrant? Do you feel passionate? Do you feel excited? Are you pumped to wake up every day and jump out of bed and do your morning routine and move your body and take care of yourself? Are you excited when you go to work? Do you feel loved and taken care of in your relationships? Do you have deep connections with the women in your life, with your friends, with your family? And at the end of the day, do you lay your head on the pillow being like, wow, that was an amazing day. And I'm so freaking grateful. That's the energy that we are looking at. And if we don't even know what our definition of success is, then we're spinning our wheels, getting in the car, trying to drive to a destination that we don't know the destination, right? When you go into ways or back in the day, map quest or, or maps, you have to put in your final destination. Where do you want to go? So if we're unclear on what that is, I invite you to take some time to get really clear on that. And if you need some more support on that, send me a message, send me a message on Instagram at Samantha Joe Harvey, and we can chat about what that looks like. I can send you some podcasts or other trainings on how to really discover what your ideal vision is. And when we come back to vision, it keeps us clear. So when we keep our vision at the front of our attention, when we keep our intention alive with our vision, then we have the ability to navigate where we want to go. Right? So before we even dive into the seven shifts that I made, I really encourage you to define your own definition of success and what that means for you in this season, knowing that in another year or in another six months or in five years, that vision might shift and we allow the ability for that shift to happen. We're cyclical beings. We always move and we always flow, but we'll get more into that. So right now, I want you to think about your ideal definition definition of success. And for most women, what I find is that there is fun, there is fulfillment, and there is freedom. Underneath whatever the vision is, there's always some sense of the three Fs, fun, fulfillment, and freedom. And most of my clients are truly looking for freedom. So I wanted to share these seven shifts that I made so that you can ultimately use your body and your energy to find expansion and ease so that you can find freedom. That's what this is about. So Let's talk about it. Let's dive in. This is all about integrating the body, the mind, and the spirit so you can have whatever it is that you desire, your vision. So number one, it looks like 
honoring and working with your cyclical nature. And what this looked like for me was syncing my workouts with my cycle, syncing my workouts with my hormones, trusting in the cyclical timing and nature of my body as it is part of nature. And so my background, if you're not familiar with it, I used to be a Nike master trainer. I was in a million different fitness videos. I competed in a fitness competition. I had a huge, huge, uh, big 10 year career in the fitness industry. And I also was a professional dancer with the radio city rockets for over a decade. And I'm in addition to gigs in LA and New York and all over the country. So my body was never my own. My body was always in service to my work. And what that created for me was a disconnect from my body and my body's needs to where, what I was actually doing in my life. So when I was dancing professionally, I was dancing six to seven days a week. There were some times I would not have a day off for three weeks at a time in the fitness world. When I was competing, it was crazy workouts, doing fasted cardio in the morning, coming back later in the day, doing strength training, and ultimately shutting down this connection of what does my body need right now? And I'm curious for you, where have you shut down your body's needs? whether you have disordered eating in the past, or if you have shamed yourself for needing to work out or shamed yourself for needing a day off a day of rest, it's normal. It's normal. And what I want to invite you into so that you can really use your energy and use your body in its optimal way is to reconnect with your body. And one of the easiest ways to do that is reconnect through your cycle. And if you are a woman that still gets her cycle, amazing. You can dive in right away. And if you're a woman that does not get a cycle anymore, it's totally cool. You can actually use the, um, rhythm of the moon. You can follow the new moon and full moon cycle to shift into when do I need to rest? And when do I feel activated? And with the full moon, we're going to find that rest, that internal time to dive deep and release. And that would be like having your cycle. And then the new moon is that fresh energy, that aliveness. And so if you are a woman that does get her cycle, what I have found is being able to honor the cycle that your body is in. When we are on our cycle, it is that called, it's called that inner winter. And that's that time to hibernate, to go internally, to really assess what it is that my body is needing. What do I get to shed right now? You're literally shedding the, the inner layers of that uterine lining. And so what else energetically and emotionally do you get to shed? Where do you get to be insular and take time? for yourself, take a bath, take a nap, have some quiet time. And then as we move through the cycle, we go from inner winter to the inner spring. And that's when things begin to bloom and blossom. When we hit ovulation, that is the time that we want to be out and about. We're doing the presentations. We're going on sexy date night. We feel flirty. And we're literally just using the hormonal shifts in your body that are natural. As we move into that summer, we feel that energy. And as we move back into fall, we start to cycle back inward. So your body has these natural, naturally occurring cycles on like a 26 to 32 day cycle, right? And again, we could do an entire podcast on this. We could do an entire training on this. And I just want to give you like a little bite-sized glimpse into this because we do have seven, seven things to get to. But if we can start to honor this on average 28 day cycle and trust that your hormones and your energy is going to be different every single day, men have 
the same hormonal cycle every 24 hours. It's why they wake up and their testosterone is super high. It's why they always have a high sex drive in the morning and a less of one at night. It's because their testosterone is always higher in the morning. We as women do not have the same hormonal cycle. So can we release this need to have our days and our energy look exactly the same? There are so many books about morning routines, the, the miracle morning, the 5am club. Um, and, and all of these are written by men. All of these are written by men. And so if you are a woman who wants to get it right and wants to set herself up for success and wants to be productive in her health and her business or relationships, reading these books and taking them as truth can actually be harming you because your hormones tell a very different story. So yes, my suggestion is have the morning routine to support you, but Stop forcing yourself to feel the same every single morning. There are going to be mornings when you are going to want to wake up and you are going to feel good to go get your workout in and get to the gym and move your body. And there are also going to be some mornings, like when you're on your cycle, that you're going to need a little bit of extra downtime. And when we stop making this right or wrong is where we start to find freedom. When we release what it should look like and we start honoring the body cycle, just like mother nature has cycles, right? And we honor that we don't make mother nature wrong for doing a thunderstorm or having a winter or having a really hot day in the summer. We never make it wrong. It just is what it is. That's, that's what, that's what the seasons do. So can we also acknowledge and honor that in our bodies so that you begin to start feeling freedom? And when you learn how to work with your cycle and you know, Ooh, this couple of days, I'm going to be really insular and quiet. I'm going to get all my downloads. The veil between realms is thinner. I'm going to get a lot of insights. I'm going to connect with my higher self and my spirit guides. Amazing. And then, you know, that when you are in your inner spring and summer and you're ovulating that that is the time you're going to be super effective. So we can start really scheduling your life with these things in mind. It's going to a make you feel not so crazy. You're going to know, oh, my hormones are a little crazier right now. Like they're a little more intense right now. Yeah. I'm getting my period in seven days and it's going to normalize this flow of emotion. So you stop making yourself wrong. And that is where freedom comes from. So again, I could do a whole breakdown on that, but for today, we're going to keep it bite-sized. Number two, utilizing and balancing your masculine and feminine energy. Again, something we could do an entire course on, but I want to talk about how to utilize your masculine and feminine energy specifically in your business and your partnership. So everyone has these energies. It doesn't matter what your physical gender is or what you identify with. Every single human has masculine energy and feminine energy. And these concepts date back so, so, so far we have the yin and the yang. We have the Mayans that, that look at the energy within every human. We have Eastern and Western philosophies. Even I believe it was Carl Jung talks about this need to integrate and become whole, that we have these two pieces of us and it's the masculine, masculine and the feminine energy. Now, a lot of women that are, have experienced burnout and overdoing and our powerhouses tend to make their masculine wrong. And I want to be really clear that there is no right or wrong. If you are a woman and you have masculine energy, that's very powerful. I want to acknowledge that it's awesome. 
And so is having your feminine energy when they become not so supportive is when we fall into the wounded masculine or the wounded feminine. And I don't even love the terms healed and wounded. What I like to say is effective and ineffective. So if we think about the masculine being the cup, the cup that holds the structure, it's stable, it's strong. It has a very clear structure to it. And then we think about the feminine as the water or the liquid that's poured inside of the glass and it takes the shape of the glass, but there's movement in there. There's flow in there. There's freedom in there. There's creativity in there. That is your masculine and feminine energy. So the masculine is the structure. It is the clear aligned action. It is the doing it is. If we think about masculine and like the masculine, um, anatomy, like it is the penetrative force. It's saying like, this is where I'm going and I am making shit happen. Whereas the feminine is receiving, it is being flowing. It is surrendering. It is softness. It is creativity. It's that space for magic. And so if we look at this in terms of business and career, specifically for the business owners here, in order to effectively utilize the masculine and feminine, we're going to be in this dance between the two. So it's not making any of them wrong, but it's saying, where can I use them so that I can be most effective? So in business, we're thinking masculine are the systems and structures, your onboarding processes, your behind the scenes work, how you take your money and how it's organized. These are your QuickBooks. These are your accounting. This is your structure for your group programs or for the way that you onboard a new client or a new team member. This is what creates the freedom. When the masculine structure is there, then the feminine energy can come in and play. And that's where we have magic in enrollment conversations. That's where we have the creativity for your next big project. That's where we brainstorm and we play and we have fun. And so utilizing the two are really, really important. Now, what tends to make things less effective is when we go into the less effective or the wounded spaces of the masculine and the feminine. And this is where they tend to get a, like a bad rap, right? So the masculine, when it's ineffective is aggressive, it's angry, it's pushy, it's, um, like too intense. It's that overbearing. It's that extra protective. And if you can think about this in yourself, when am I too pushy, a little too aggressive, a little too hard where I'm like beating my head against a wall? It's not super effective. Just as when we're in the ineffective feminine, that is when we're extremely irrational, when we're jealous, when we are erratic, when we are so consumed by emotion and flow that we can't get anything done. It's like the lack of masculine there. And so when we can release those things and have this strong integration of masculine and feminine, this is when we become extremely powerful. And you're never just going to be in one or the other, but it's this dance. I always say that the masculine and feminine is this dance between the two. It's never all or nothing. It's no right or wrong or both or either, or it's always both. And so can I lean into this masculine when I get to get stuff done and get to check things off my to-do list, but can I lean into the feminine when I'm in creation? And when I'm thinking of the next thing, when I'm playing same goes for relationships, 
Same goes for relationships. A lot of women come to me being like, Sam, I just want my partner to take the lead. I want my partner to step in. I want my partner to get shit done. I want my partner to do blah, 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 blah. And what happens is these are really powerful women who tend to be super in their masculine. So what I invite my women into is when you are leaving your work day and you have to be in your masculine a little bit more in your work, can you take a shower? Can you change your clothes? Can you do something to release that energy? Not making it wrong, but can you release it, leave it at work and then soften into the feminine energy that you want to have reciprocated in your partnership. So if you are a woman that has very powerful energy in your business and you come home and you're telling your partner what to do, or you're telling them how they're not doing it right, or you're upset with them because they're not leading. What I would invite you into is where can you surrender? Where can you soften? Where can you step back to allow your partner to lead? Where can you praise them for leading? Where can you praise them and respect them? So a lot of times the, the partnerships that were in our mirrors and the typical masculine wound for like all masculine generally is I'm not enough. And the feminine wound in partnership typically is I'm too much. My emotions are too much. My needs are too much. I'm too much. And so when we're in this dynamic, if we are in our masculine, our partner is going to feel like they're not enough. They're not doing things correctly enough for you. They're not enough for you financially or physically or emotionally. And so these two mirrors play into massive, massive work in the relationship. And so when we can soften into the feminine and allow the man to lead and praise him, respect him, honor him, it's going to shift the way that he shows up versus us being in the masculine and doing it for him. And I know a lot of my women are like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. Like I can do it better. Let me just do it myself. Raising kids. Let me just do it myself. Let me just get it done. Versus allowing your partner to step in, allowing your partner to step in. So again, we could do a giant six week, 12 week training on feminine and masculine energy, but I want to give you these little nuggets Balancing and utilizing your masculine and feminine. Here's what I want you to take away from this one is that there is no right way to be in your feminine or to be in your masculine. It's also not wrong to be in your feminine or masculine. The trick is how can I be in the dance between the two? How do I be in the dance between the two? What are the systems and structures that are going to support me and tether me and hold me so that I can be in my feminine and play and dance and move and surrender. And when we come together and integrate these two pieces, that is when we become most effective. That's when we become most effective. So number three, mm, number three in the top seven shifts that I've made to work with my body and energy so I can be as effective as possible is deep mindset work, deep shadow work, deep, deep work. And this is not just placing an affirmation on top. And I say deep because I want you to go to the depths of your being, to the things that you don't want anyone to see, that piece of you that you think is too much or too crazy or too insane or too ugly or too dark to be witnessed. When we become so comfortable with our shadows, with the things we don't want anyone to see or know about, that is how we become unfuckwithable. When we 
own every facet, every aspect of ourselves, we're no longer available for self-judgment. We're no longer available from judgment of others. We're no longer available for imposter syndrome. We no longer need to do, 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 do so that we feel enough. When we do the deep mindset work, it teaches us who we really are. It heals our mother and father wounds. It heals our inner child, our inner teenager, our inner 20 something that was hurt and wounded. When we do this deep mindset work, we are healing those parts of us that feel not whole. And a big piece of this and a big piece of my work is creating space for grieving, grieving and feeling. There are so many women that shove everything in and shove everything down. And then your partner says something at you and you immediately snap back or something happens on social media and you immediately feel attacked. And when we feel these emotions and this energy, it creates stuff that's stored in the body. And when we are not using our minds to heal and navigate and move through, what happens is that energy either explodes on a partner, a sibling, a child, a coworker, or it implodes on ourselves. And so doing the deep mindset work not only will support your relationships and your work and your health, but it's also going to support you in feeling free. When we shine light on those shadows, when we heal, when we accept all parts of us, it makes us unstoppable. And grief is a huge piece of this. Rage work is a huge piece of this. Another thing that I'm very, very passionate about is teaching women how to safely and effectively express their rage. I believe that your rage is sacred. Your emotions are sacred. And I believe that a lot of it starts with the mind. So that when we start to learn that we are whole, we are worthy, we are capable, we are powerful, then we begin to take risks. Then we begin to make our our definition of success, the goals come alive because we finally start to trust ourselves. We trust that we can figure it out. We know that we're, we're unstoppable. And so the deep mindset work is incredibly, incredibly important when you are aiming to create expansion with ease and freedom. The next one we're going to go diving right into is connecting then the mindset work and traveling down about a foot lower. It's the biggest distance sometimes from the head into the heart. And this is the next thing that I I've played with and that I'm super passionate about. And this is the embodiment work. So the mindset work, it takes everything from the mind. So the mind is understanding, okay, I am responsible. I'm taking ownership. I'm no longer playing the victim. I am responsible for every choice and every decision in my life. Everything is happening for me. And all of this work is amazing. However, to truly integrate it, we got to take it down into the body. And I like to think about that mindset work is the masculine. It's the masculine side of understanding how we show up in the world, how we're creating everything. But then in order to fully integrate, we've got to call in the feminine, which is the embodiment. And so I love playing with different embodiment tools, but really at the end of the day, I feel that embodiment is taking everything that we've learned with the mind and living it, feeling it, experiencing it on a physical and energetic level. And so this work can be some of the most challenging 
because it requires this connection to the body. And if you remember back to number one, it was really about connecting to the body. So this is taking it the next step further and it's getting into the body in new ways. It's healing trauma in the body. It's finding that stuck energy. So every time we have an experience that's challenging, that's scary, that triggers us, it gets stored in the body unless you know how to release it. And so some of my favorite embodiment practices are movement. It's all movement, right? So the body, if it's stuck and not moving means that everything that's in there is not going to move either. But the more we can move the body from an exploratory space a space of wanting to be curious, wanting to release, wanting to know deeper, wanting to create more intimacy within oneself allows for those things to be released. So some of the things that I love doing is, is movement. What kind of movement? Number one is just sensual movement, tapping into the sacral chakra, the creativity, the money maker, the magic maker, and really getting in touch, in touch with your sensuality. It's a giant piece of this aspect of being a woman that a lot of women shut down and for good reason, but being able to tap into that looks like really owning your power. And so I have done that through taking pole dance classes. You can do that through sensual movement practices, literally just circling your hips, circling your ribs, moving your body in circular and figure eight motions. The feminine likes to move in big circles. It's round, it's soft, it's fluid. And so playing with that is really, really juicy for opening things up. Then we think about masculine movement, and that is more of the angular, strong things. Those are things like weightlifting, spinning, sprinting, running, walking. I also love um, just some masculine and structured movements to play within that feminine circular. And that looks like sending the arms up overhead and driving the elbows down, creating a box with the arms and moving that energy as I do some breath work. So I'll inhale as my arms go up. And I'll exhale as I drive the arms down. And in my sensual movement classes, this is something we play with. We play with the difference between the feminine, juicy, circular movement, and then the angular movement of creating the structure. You can also do this with the arms forward, pulling the elbows back. So you're reaching forward and back and feeling the back muscles, feeling the confidence that comes from that, opening the chest, having the heart open and feeling the intensity through the strength of the back. Again, these are things that we play with in some of my embodiment classes. Um, more movement that I love is shaking. So you'll stand, you'll shake. I have actually an entire podcast on, on sacred rage releasing, um, talking about the five different ways that I, I encourage clients to release anger and sacred rage. And one of them is shaking. And you can shake literally from a chair where you just move your arms, you shake your head, you shake your body, you shake your tongue, you literally release, or you do this standing where you're like bouncing and shaking the entire body. There's no right way to do it. But what it does when you get out of your mind, you get into the body is that shaking allows the body to restore. It allows the nervous system to come back to neutral and it allows any stored up energy um, and we'll just call it energy. It could be rage. It could be anger. It could be sadness, could be happiness, but we'll say any stored energy in the body shaking will allow it to release so that the body can come back to homeostasis. So I love that, um, more embodiment practices is actually using the voice and humming or exhaling on a loud sigh sound. 
So I remember back in the day, I would take these yoga classes and at the end or at the beginning, they would make us do these ohms. And I don't know if you've ever been in a yoga class where you had to do that. But back then it was so uncomfortable for me. I was like, why are they making me speak? Why do I have to chant? What the fuck is this? And what I have started to love incorporating into my personal practice is chanting is humming. And what this does, number one, the humming and the chanting actually, again, supports the nervous system and finding homeostasis, but on a different level, it actually activates the throat chakra. And most women have a challenging time setting boundaries, asking for what they need, voicing their desires. And so this opens up the throat chakra to support both on a physical and energetic level. Another energetic practice that I love is cord cutting. So it allows me and my clients to release anything that they're still holding on to old relationships, um, old ties between places, experiences, old grief, old anger, residual things from past lifetimes and current lifetimes. So playing with different embodiment and energetic practices is key in creating ease and expansion and freedom. Ooh, I am obsessed with this shit. So number one was honoring and working with your cyclical nature. Number two was balancing and utilizing your masculine and feminine energy. Three was the deep mindset work. Four was the embodiment and energetic practices. Number five, y'all, it's leading right into the next thing. We just finished talking about chanting and opening up that throat chakra. Number five is using your voice and asking for what you need in your relationships, in your workspace. And most importantly, with yourself, a lot of times you want to outsource like, well, my relationship's not working because of my partner or business isn't working because of my coworker or because of my, my boss or because of someone on my team. When in actuality, we get to look at where am I not voicing my own needs? What am I not asking for from myself? What is it that I desire and who do I get to be in that? I believe that asking for what you need is a practice that not a lot of women were taught. We were taught when we were younger to, you know, smile, to look pretty, to, you know, be in service, that a, a woman's role is to support and nourish when in actuality, women are fucking powerhouse leaders. Like actually it's the woman and the feminine energy that leads and invites the man to step in. It's a whole different topic. But you're learning to use your voice and learning to know that your desires and what you want in your life is your birthright. It is, it is your truth. And you are worthy of having everything you desire. Now, it might take some work to get there. It might take some shifts, some, some changes in your life, energetically, physically, emotionally, in your health. And you're worthy of having what you desire. So using your voice and asking for what you need in an effective way in your relationships, creating more boundaries and being really aware of your top five. I think this is really important being aware of your top five. And you've probably heard this before, but they say that the top five people that you are around are going to influence your happiness, your wealth, your types of conversations. And this is not just the people that you're in connection with in real life, but it's also what you're listening to. It's what you're consuming on social media, TV, podcasts, headphones, all of that stuff. It's also really, really important for your overall well-being of your life. Are you surrounding yourself with people that are gossiping or that are negative or committed to being miserable? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that are going to call you forth? And this is really important for me. I'll share a quick personal story. 
is that I I'm always investing in myself. I'm always looking for coaches and healers to support me in my expansion. And while it's ebbed and flowed over the years, um, recently a, a mentor of mine said something really, really powerful. And I want to share it with you. And she said, sometimes you have worked with or looked for advice or support from people that you think are quote unquote ahead of you. In actuality, your energetic level was far beyond. And so the advice and the support that you're looking for from this person wasn't ever landing because they didn't really have what you wanted. So we get to be really aware of when we're taking advice or coaching or support from people, you wouldn't ask a homeless person for financial advice, just like you wouldn't ask, um, health questions from someone that was severely overweight and sick and depressed. So you get to be really, really aware of where you are putting your time and energy. Where are you seeking advice from people on the internet? And I want to shout this out real fast. A lot of people blowing smoke on the internet. A lot of people saying you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. But behind closed doors, they ain't doing that shit. So you get to be really, really discerning. And this is where judgment is actually really supportive is you get to be discerning with where you take your advice and where you get your information, because it will impact how you experience your life. So number five, use your voice, be really honest with yourself first. And all of that work before the, the mindset and embodiment work is going to support that connection to self. And then take it outward, ask for what you need in your relationships, ask for the raise at work, increase your rates. If you're an online service provider, create more boundaries, be really aware of your top five. Are the five closest people to you, the five top influences, are they where you want to be financially, emotionally, in their relationships, in their health? And if they're not, it might be time to shift your top five. Now, it doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be around them, but it does mean that you get to use discernment. Do you guys see this little light? I, I have like a, like a disco ball crystal and it has all these lights behind me and it's like showing up on my face. Okay. We're going to keep going. So number six, I love this one. And if you're still here, I'm glad you're still here. Number six, consume less, consume less. Now, look, I have a podcast. I have free resources all over Instagram. I do group coaching courses. I do masterminds. I have one-on-one clients. I put out a lot of content for people to consume and I'm giving you permission right now to consume less, less books less podcasts, less noise, less noise. Now here's the deal. A lot of the personal development online is trying to show you your gaps, trying to show you where you're not enough or where you don't feel enough or where you're beating your head against a wall. And what it's subconsciously telling you is that you need to be fixed. And what they're selling you is like, you got to be fixed by having this supplement, or you'll be fixed by doing this program, or you'll be fixed by doing this. And what it's teaching you is that I need more. I need more. I need more. I need more to be fixed and to feel good. And the truth is sometimes you actually need to shut out all the noise. You need to shut out all the noise so that you can truly listen to you. And this is something I help my clients a lot with is where can I turn off the extra noise so that I can truly listen to myself and my intuition? Where can you do less? Where can you consume less? Can you turn off the news? First thing in the morning, are you jumping on the internet and seeing what someone else posts or are you actually taking time for yourself? 
are you overdoing the podcast and the learning and the audibles and the noise so that you can't even think about what it is that you want to create? When I am in a mode of creation for my business, I actually listen to nothing. I don't read personal development books. I don't listen to podcasts. I really have to go insular and focus on me. And I don't think anyone is talking about this in the space. You're always being taught to do more, read more, turn off Netflix and watch the documentary, do more, 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 more. And I'm inviting you to do less, consume less so you can actually listen. I want you to think about a conversation with your partner. And I want you to think about how often like they're talking to you versus you talking to them. Where can you consume less so you can actually hear yourself? Where can you consume less? This is an invitation to do less. I I love this quick practice of mine. Call it silent, sacred car time or sacred, silent car time. And it's whenever I'm driving, I'm driving to the gym or I'm driving to the grocery store, wherever I'm going, I actually turn off everything. No noise, no music, no podcast, no phone calls, no voice notes. And it is my time to drop in with me. If you are always talking or if you are always consuming, there is no time to listen and to pause. And so I invite you into the listening, I invite you into the pause and see what magic arises from there. I feel like we could do a whole podcast on that one too. Okay. Number seven, number seven. And this is a big, big shift for me. Create a fuck ton more alone time. And this goes quite similarly to number six, but we go a little bit deeper here, more alone time, more play time, more ease time, more recharge time. This is not just your quiet time, but this is creating more space in your life for you to recharge, for you to have fun, for you to just be. And I know you're busy. Look, everyone is fucking busy. Everyone's busy. I don't care if you have three jobs or five kids or whatever, like everyone is busy. Everyone is. And so it is imperative if you want to have expansion and fulfillment and freedom and fun. It is imperative that you create more space for you. Alone time, whether it's you taking a bath or you taking a nap or you being alone with your partner, play time, doing things that fill you up, that make you go, oh, I love this. Whether that's painting or dancing or hiking or knitting or whatever it is, what is the thing that you love doing? And this is not the gym, my friends. Some of you are like, I love going to the gym. It's great. No, that's actually for your health. What are you doing for play for you with no like physical goals attached to it? Playtime, 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 playtime. My boyfriend and I last year, we bought a ping pong table so that we could play and have fun. It's really, really healthy for your relationships too. Then there's ease time. Where do you get to be in flow? So I will literally block out in my schedule a a block for ease. And then I can like decide what do I want to do here? And a lot of times for me, it's Saturday afternoon. Do I want to take a nap? Do I want to go out? Do I want to be insular? Do I want to be extroverted? Where do I want to go? It's ease time. So it's structured. We're using the masculine structure, but within it, we're flowing. We're going to say, what feels easy? What feels good today? And then recharge time, recharge time. What is actually going to fill your batteries? And so there's a difference. My, my coach, Melissa, I love this when she shared this with me and I want to share this with you. 
there's a difference between taking your phone and turning it off versus turning it off and plugging it into the charger. There's a difference between not using the phone and plugging it in so it, it builds its battery. So I want you to think about that with your time. Is this ease time? Is this turn off time? Is this recharge time? Like what is actually going to build my battery? What's going to build my life force and your life force energy is really the basis for all creation. It's the basis for your business and your health and your relationships. When your life force is built up, then you radiate at a different level. You become more magnetic. So your alone time, your play time, your ease and recharge time are building your life force energy. Your life force energy is also impacted by your food and who you're surrounded by and your inner work and your outer work. Like all of it is impacting your life force energy, right? But this recharge time is incredibly important. You could love spending time with your family because it fills you up in one way, but you can also feel really drained and tired afterwards. And it's this idea of the both and, right? It doesn't make it right or wrong. It doesn't make hanging hang out with the family wrong, but you have to know in order to optimize your time, your energy, your mind, your body, that you need to have a balance of all of those different types of times, times when you're exerting energy and when you are filling up your cup, filling up your life force energy. And so in order to really be as effective as possible with ease, with fun, with flow, so that you can create the life that you desire, you get to be really responsible with your time really responsible and in ownership. And again, this is when we go back to that mindset work and the masculine, if I am in ownership, if I am creating everything in my life, where do I get to take responsibility or where am I outsourcing it? A lot of people will say, Oh, Sam, I just don't have time for that. Well, that's a choice you're making. And I'm going to be harsh, but I'm saying it with love. If you were finding resistance to any of these, you're totally normal. And that resistance is the thing that's holding you back from having what you want. I love you. And I'm going to say it again. The thing that's coming up, the resistance to why you can't do one of these things, why you can't consume less or why you can't create alone time or why you can't use your voice or why you can't move your body or why you can't do the mindset work or why you can't balance your energy or why you can't honor your cycle. That thing, that resistance that's holding you back here is the thing you get to break through to create the life that you desire. And that's why I fucking love this work. Is that whatever comes up, that story, that interpretation that we have that comes up that says like, no, I can't do that. That's the thing that you get to break through in order to have what you desire. So my friends, I want you to play with these shifts. I want you to choose one of them, one of them this week to play with, to work through, to integrate. What is that going to look like for you? A training can be just a training. It could be just information, or it can be something that's actually going to change your life. And in order for it to actually change your life, you get to take action. So I invite you to take action on at least one of these this week. And if you love this information, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Samantha Joe Harvey, and let me know how I can support you. I am obsessed with this work and I'm obsessed with where you get to go and how you get to create the life of your dreams, a life full of fun, of fulfillment, of freedom in your health, in your career and business, and in your relationships. Have the best day. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much for joining me. 
If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.